So in today's gospel, we see another one of the passages that are so common describing and illustrating the character of St. Peter. St. Peter, a great man, the Pope, we just heard about it last week. But here he is, just a few moments later, putting his foot into his mouth. You see it all over, the brash, the impetuous Peter, who means well, but is often thinking before he speaks, saying things that he will regret later on. And so, as I was noticing this, and I'm not saying that it's the only characteristic to lead me to this conclusion, but in meditating over the course of the week on the character of St. Peter, and the way he acts and behaves, sort of dawned on me that St. Peter might be described as an extrovert, a person who likes to go out of themselves, who finds sort of that re-energizing, being with people and in crowds. And so we see that Peter is always with someone. He becomes the leader of the group of the apostles, the Pope, in fact. He, throughout the Acts of the Apostles and even the Gospels, always speaks on behalf of the apostles. He's quick to act. He's always out there. He's in the middle of everything that is going on. Typical traits of an extrovert. And I thought of this probably because over the course of the past several weeks, I've been doing a fair amount of reading on the differences between extroversion and introversion. Noticing, as a lot of people have recently, that our Western culture sort of holds up this extroverted ideal. That if you are going to be liked, if you are going to be successful, you have to be outgoing and you have to talk to everybody and you have to be gregarious and shake people's hands and love to work the room. And this is something we see in our culture today, in the business world quite often, in big universities, and particularly in the celebrity successful lifestyle. But I think we also see it in the church, whether it be the Catholic church or outside of the church. There are big gatherings that people are attracted to with lots of energetic music, greeting people, talking to them. Particularly, this is important in the evangelical church. To be an evangelical pastor, you have to be an extrovert, an almost larger-than-life personality. We see it in the Catholic church, too, and I think we particularly see it in campus ministry. We are having activities and group things and all the rah-rah-rah we need to attract students to get involved and to encounter Christ. And this extrovert ideal produces a lot of good in the culture and in the church. We see a society that is often very opening and welcoming to others that can be very hospitable. We have a lot of success financially, which leads to benefits across the board. The Catholic Church, too, saw a great sort of influx of this extroverted energy during the papacy of John Paul II. When you look up extroverted Catholic, you saw a picture of John Paul II. He was talking to people, having people over for Mass every day, traveling around the world, so charismatic and energetic. And in campus ministry, one of the things that is making it so successful throughout the nation is this desire to go out onto campus to the different 
fraternities, sororities, uh, sports fields, uh, dorms, in order to bring the gospel. It take a lot of energetic, extroverted personalities. And so it's good. We have a vibrant church, a vibrant ministry. But the truth is, I've heard it from some people, and I think maybe you're thinking it yourself. What about the introverts? We have all this extroverted activity, which is great. But what about the introverts who consider themselves to be maybe quieter, more reserved, don't like the big groups, get nervous around a lot of people, don't like to talk in public, prefer the one-on-one -on -one communication. And talking to people, I realize that both in the culture and I think in the church, they can often feel left behind. Society is going one way. If you're going to be successful and people are going to pay attention to you and you're going to be a good Catholic, you've got to be able to smile and talk to people and be out there. Well, they don't really like to do it. So maybe they think, I'm not a good person. I'm not outgoing. I'm not a good Catholic. And it can cause a lot of stress. I've heard it from people. You know what? I've heard it. My, I experienced it myself. I am by nature an introvert. I don't like to do a lot of those things. So the message today, or at least the one that I like to try to propose, is that as important as Peter is, that extrovert ideal, we need it for growth in the church and the vibrancy and the life of the church, there also has to be an introverted ideal. Someone who represents introversion. So I'll look through the apostles, and I probably, maybe this guy is introverted, but we really don't hear a lot about him. But it hit me immediately. The introvert ideal in the church is the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's Our Lady. I probably should have figured that out right at the beginning, but sometimes I'm a little slow. She's quiet. You don't really hear her talk or say anything much at all. She's introverted contemplative, staying behind the scenes. But yet we know how important she is. In a real sense, Our Lady is much more important to the vibrancy and life of the church than Peter is. And so the message is the church needs both the Petrine dimension, but also needs that Marian, introverted dimension that we can look to her not just as members of the church and cultivating devotion to Our Lady and imitating her virtues, but also as leaders and evangelists. Jesus did not say, go out and make disciples of all nations, but if you're introverted, you can just stay home and pray in novena. He didn't say that. We all have an obligation regardless of our personality, regardless of our temperament, to evangelize, to be leaders and not just followers in the church. And so there's a temptation, I see it in myself, to use an, my introversion as a crutch, to say, well, this is not who I am. It's an excuse. But the fact of the matter is, it may be uncomfortable, but it's part of picking up the cross that Jesus talks about. You don't necessarily need to get in front of 5,000 people and proclaim the gospel and sing a song and do a dance or whatever. But the fact of the matter is we've got to go out of our comfort zone in order to bring the gospel to other people. 
Doesn't mean you got to do it like the extroverts. Doesn't mean everybody has to be like St. Peter. Maybe it's going to be done on a one-to-one, more personal level. And listening to people who need to be heard. And bringing Christ's mercy and his compassion. Maybe it's not leading rousing speeches, as I said, but instead giving that virtuous example that people are drawn to. I especially think this quality of evangelism and the introvert ideal in leadership is necessary in the priesthood and religious life. We need men and women who are not just people who are willing to go out there and grab a bunch of people and be extroverted as good as it is, but we need the introverts. If we didn't have introverts in the priesthood, we wouldn't have had Pope Benedict. You look up Catholic introvert, you see a picture of him there. Very, very intellectual introvert. He hated all that kind of stuff. But he did it because the Lord called him to do it. And he was effective. So the church needs both introverts and extroverts. Peter and Mary. But the truth is, we can't necessarily separate them. Here's Peter, the extroverts. Here's Mary, the introverts. We both need them. And the fact, they often blend together. And they need to blend together. In Peter, there's a little bit of Our Lady. and Our Lady, there is a little bit of Peter. Just as extroverts need that silent time, need the one-on-one communication, need to read and chill out a little bit, and just in the same way that the introverts need to go out and can often appear very, very extroverted, bringing the gospel to others and, and teaching and being at parties and things like that, Mary, even though she was an introvert, she took charge at the wedding of Cana. Not Peter, Our Lady did. And Mary had the courage to be there at the foot of the cross when all the tough extroverted apostles hit the road. Peter also, as much as he was be willing to go out and preach in front of the crowds and stand up for what he believed in, had his quiet time fishing on the boat at night or early in the morning. We read many times in scripture that he was with Jesus and the apostles alone in prayer and contemplation. And so the real purpose of our homily, I guess, is more a call to action for introverts. Because there are going to be a lot of them in here. Again, I would imagine the introverts are the people, whenever we announce at Mass at 6 p.m. that we're going to have a block party or something going on next door, they're the ones who pet out those two doors right there. I don't want to do that. Now maybe some people have to study, but I know how it is. I like to sit in the back of the church too sometimes. I don't want people paying attention to me. And so we don't force anybody to do anything, but it's a challenge to get involved. To resist the temptation to say, there's nothing for me to do in the church. There's too much rah, rah, rah. There's too much activity. Or even worse, begin judging the extroverts. Look at those people. Instead, seeing that we have a very legitimate and needed place in the church. And so if you don't like a lot of the things that we offer, find something you're comfortable with. Whether it be leading a Bible study having a small gathering at your house, reaching out to people in the cafe one-on-one. I don't know what it is. We have a lot of those things, but maybe the Spirit will lead you to come and say, Father, i got an idea of something for introverts. I don't care what it is. I'm willing to listen. We need everyone's involvement. And then finally, to be that leader. 
There is a unique way that extroverts can lead and there's a unique way that introverts can lead too. Particularly again, I said, it's priests and religious and the leaders in that dimension of the church. And so I'll close with a quote, even though it sounds kind of cheesy, but it is from St. Francis de Sales, so he's a saint, so it's not cheesy. It's not like from Joel Osteen or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, I think a lot of that's cheesy. That's maybe my introverted prejudice against him. Who knows? <laughs> St. Francis de Sales said, be who you are and be that well. Introverts don't have to be extroverts. Extroverts don't have to be introverts. We've got to maybe switch a little bit every once in a while. But the church needs both Peter and Mary to thrive. Amen.